Welcome to episode six of Please Excuse the Gammy. I am here with some of my fellow Dead Dad Club friends, and they're here to answer some of the questions I have come up with. So with no further ado, introduce yourself. I am Gladys, and I have been part of the Dead Dads Club for 14 years, and I like long walks to the liquor store. <laughs> nice. Okay, I'm the captain. I've been in the DDC, or the Dead Dads Club, for a year and a half-ish. And fun fact about me is I prefer regular sized trucks over overcompensating trucks. <laughs> and my name is Sylvia, and I've also been in the Dead Dads Club for 14 years. And I am married to a Dutch, God help me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm the Gammy, shocking. I'm on my own podcast. I've been part of the Dead Dad Club for a year and one month now. And a fun fact about me is I like long conversations on the beach with myself. So I thought in this episode I'd bring some friends to talk about some things. My first question is, how old were you when you lost your dad? So Sylvia and I are actually sisters. So yeah, I was 18 and then uh, Sylvia was 17. 17. I was 27. And I was 29. 29? 29? <laughs> so there's some newbies and some oldies. In the, in the around the block. Yeah. <laughs> We're founding members. <laughs> yeah. They're the founding members of this club. They just didn't know that I was starting a club till I joined it. There was no club until <laughs> Gammy made it. Oh, yeah. And it is amazing how many people are in the club that you never knew were in the club yeah. until you get in the club. And yeah. then you just find all these... After I said I was doing this podcast, there was like so many, well, I got a dead dad. I got a dead dad. Yeah. So Where's I was like, oh, remember? <laughs> it's an application process. <laughs> you have to pay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty common. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine? They're like, oh, sorry, you can enter. The <laughs> yeah. Can you dig them back up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Bring them back. <laughs> question that I just thought of just because we were like pretty different in age how do you think it's like is it harder or easier to lose it a dad or any parent really younger older is it all the same just because like 18 and 17 like that's pretty fresh age to mm -hmm. have that big change I don't know I, I Sylvia definitely feels like robbed of like the good years mm. like I was 17 so like you weren't there for my wedding. You weren't there for my graduation. Like, right. Right? Things yeah. like that. So. The milestones. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely th those things that you miss out on. But I, I wouldn't say that, like, you would necessarily have those guaranteed in your life later either, right? Right. And, yeah. and so that wouldn't necessarily be a guarantee. I think grief is grief, though. And so, like, no matter what stage of life you're at, right. even, even I look at, like, if my mom were to lose a parent at her age and she's almost in her or she's almost 60 right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. still it's gonna be hard yeah it's gonna be really yeah. hard and so yeah. I think that that's something I don't think in the age makes a difference I think it just um your perspective on life is a little different mm -hmm. when you're yeah. 17 and 18 you're pretty egocentric 
Yeah. And also, dealing with grief is not a skill you're equipped with. Right. No. Yeah. And it's also not something you really talk about with your friends, too, at that age. It's no. not like you're going to sit there and talk about your different array of feelings throughout it when you're 16, 17. Totally. Yeah. You don't even know yeah. what those feelings are, really, yeah. right? Rick, I still don't know what those feelings are. I feel, though, like, as hard as it is when you are, like, older, 60... You also feel though it's like they've they've lived their life. Mm-hmm. They've had those times. You've had like you said, like they haven't missed out on the grandkids or mm-hmm. that. Like I don't think it's different. It's it's, it's a, different I think it's a feeling, different yeah. grief mm-hmm. because you're grieving them, but you're also very happy that they got to live that life. Whereas for us, it's like it almost got cut short, and oh, yeah. how our life was going to turn out also. Totally. Like, is it ending as well, right? Well, and I think it fundamentally changes you as a person in those those years. Like, I I would say probably the first 30 years of your life Mm -hmm. easily because in those years, there's so much change and so much goes on and there's Mm -hmm. so much that happens. And you're not, like, you're not who you are until you go through those life experiences. And Mm -hmm. because of that really big life experience, you are really different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah run through those emotions and you get better at it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like hindsight is 2020 always. Oh, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. 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 Being able to look back and think like, holy smokes, like I did not deal with that for approximately a decade, maybe maybe 12 years. (laughs) So (laughs) this is There is a lot of long walks to the liquor store. I guess for us, it's still short, but for you guys, like, how would you say your grief has changed over time? I think, like, initially, it was, it's such a shock and something that you're not equipped to deal with at that age, and so that I think you don't deal with it. I At least I didn't, mm-hmm. speaking for myself, and I think Sylvia's on yeah. the same page. You just didn't deal with it, yeah. avoided. You put it under a rug for yeah. another yeah. Year. yeah. Put that yeah. box away and you'll unpack yeah. the box eventually or never. Mm-hmm. And um and so I think that that's definitely and na- and then as you get older, more mature and more equipped to deal with it, that's when you actually kind of sift through that grief mm-hmm. and that loss process mm-hmm. a little better and and then you're able to I think move yeah. forward with a little more grace and understanding about the world. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. And I think like Gladys and Sylvia, although we experienced the exact same tragedy, we grieved very differently mm-hmm. in our own very unique way. That's like the hardest part about grief is like everyone does. You see grief totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see people crying. You see people laughing. You yeah. see people drinking. You yeah. see people turn to drugs. You see people yeah. just... Well, and even in the same yeah. person, day to day, it looks different. Yeah. Yeah. Like some weeks, you're just completely fine. And then one little thing, the song comes up, the yeah. whatever comes up. And then you're just like angry or sad. or So it yeah. can be even different in the same mm-hmm. person. And it's also in the moment of that grief or moments... It's hard to really recognize that you're grieving mm-hmm. something, but then you can look back and be like, oh, shit, that right. really hit me. <laughs> what the heck is wrong oh. with me? Yeah. You're <laughs> like, why am I so emotional? Yeah. <laughs> why am I sweating? <laughs> why am I sweating right now? <laughs> well, I know, Captain, you said that to me when it first happened, like, after your year, you said you felt emotions at the, like, Yeah, like, everything was right at the surface. 
So like even if like in my job or whatever, if something would happen, it's like all my emotions were right there, like just ready to break through, which is not how I normally am. Mm -hmm. But then when, again, you can figure out like, oh yeah, that shitty thing happened (laughs) to me, stupid guy. Like seriously. Then you're like, oh, okay. I can have a little bit more patience with myself. And one, yeah, I think that's exactly right. You you're like, well, if I can survive that yes. truck ton of shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> then you can survive anything. Yes. You know, as yes. you're also processing with that truck ton of shit. Yes. <laughs> like, I know during my, I didn't worry about other people and it made me realize what kind of friends I did want around me and who I wanted Ooh. to surround myself with. And yeah, some of those ties got lost and some got stronger. Mm. I reconnected with older friends that I hadn't talked to mm-hmm. in a while. That are and also so, in the DDC that you didn't yeah, know. Yeah. And they just pop up. And you're like, oh, you know yeah. what I'm going through. Yeah. Cool. What is the best advice you gained or wisdom you gained from your dad? Like, did he ever give you advice or things that now you look back on, you're like, huh, yeah. <laughs> a lot um, of what not to do. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yep. Take care of your mental health. It's important. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. We're strong advocates for mental health. Yes. There. Yeah. No shame in that. Reaching out for supports. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was a really strong proponent of like trusting your intuition and your gut and that Mm -hmm. was something that was just like conversational wise since I can remember Mm -hmm. and so I think that that's a really good skill like there have been times in my life where I've been like that just does not feel right Mm -hmm. you know like a sketchy phone call from right right? like to that or like being around a group of people and you're and you're in this situation that you know oh this is not this is not going to end well. I know that like, something's going to go down. Get me out of here. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get out of here somehow. Any, yes. any different? Um, I think it was just more of like, I don't know, the things I remember him like teaching us when we'd go out to the mountain, how not to get lost. This mm. one still gets lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly, I can find her way home. Or like, I don't remember how the conversation got started, but he. He always said, you know, if you're going to get in a fight with someone, you know, first line, tell them to take off their glasses. Why? <laughs> when they reach for their glasses, punch them so hard that they're knocked out. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and if they're not wearing glasses, they're off guard. They're yeah. caught off guard. And you still let yeah. them Yeah. Okay, wow. that's a good one. <laughs> I might actually have to take that away. But the one time I ever get in a fight, I'm still waiting for it. I'm still waiting for Sylvia doesn't afraid to punch. <laughs> that's funny yeah mine would be like just anything in the world of sports like he taught me how to swing a bat how to throw a ball like literally everything I do and I've turned it into a job basically all those fundamentals were taught to me by him mine's kind of the same like camping like we would go and get the tarp ready with the wood and you throw it and you'd miss it also (laughs) if things are going wrong swear at it kick it punch it never take it out on anyone else just the object (laughs) throw through a few swears a mallet at it and it should work that's good about um any advice you have to other people who lose parents or really anyone or dealing with any grief in general I honestly feel like my go-to line when someone loses something is like, I know there are no good words right now. None. Like zero good words. I just need you to know that I'm here with you in this time. Like if you need me, 
Mm-hmm. You can ask me to do anything for you. If you just need me to sit with you, if you need me to drink with you, <laughs> I'm your gal. Just there, there's nothing that my words can do to change what you're going through and the hardship. But know that you can survive this, and I will be there with you to do that. Mm-hmm. And ev- and every year, I feel like you're, not every year, but basically every year, it changes. Mm-hmm. Some years, I can make it through that that anniversary date, and it's like hey, you know what? We're coping well this year. <laughs> Emotional regulation yes. skills are on point. <laughs> and other years, I'm a freaking wreck. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that would be the other thing. Like it will come out and just kind of like knock you right off, mm. right on your ass um, yeah. out of the blue. Well, and I also like time does heal, but it doesn't on the flip side. Like mm-hmm. every day you're going to think about that person. Yeah. Something's going to come up, a song, a memory, whatever. So they're always with you. So even though it's been 14 years, it literally is still like it happened yesterday. Yeah. And we're still here, like, although this isn't the best advice, um, mm-hmm. but we're still here left to pick up the pieces and still get up every day and move forward and carry mm-hmm. on bringing those memories with us and trying to, hold on to those memories because they were good memories but yeah. also like move past the grief and, and heal through it right yeah yeah I I agree with that like I mean it's only been a year and a one month for me <laughs> but I don't think there's been a day yet that I haven't thought of my dad yeah my biggest thing that <laughs> this is some people think it's morbid I think it's totally fine <laughs> um <laughs> We took his shirts and got them made into blankets. Mm. But yeah, I would say don't chuck everything right away. Give it time to sit. See what you want to do with Mm -hmm. this stuff. Like we decided to take... My dad wore plaid all the time. So we took all his plaid shirts and we got blankets made for each of us. I love that. So I think that's it is don't rush it, your grief, and be like, I got to get rid of everything, everything Mm -hmm. now. Like it's okay to sit with their stuff. Like it's... Yeah. Yeah. And so, I yeah. still have my father's ashes in a pill bottle in my room, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> and sometimes he comes on adventures with me. I just put him in my backpack. Nobody knows, no. and he comes to the mountains. And I actually really it's love great. That. Mm-hmm. It's like I a really legit like that. my Grammy's pill bottle that she used. That is awesome. Yeah, I want to put little like googly eyes on it and like take I, a little kissy. <laughs> Well, my mom always said she wanted to be cremated and put on like the mantle and have a uh, like moving sensor. And when you walk by, she'd yell at you, I told you I was sick. <laughs> Uh, now that you said that like the ashes in the bottle like my dad would have loved that idea and then he could just come with you whenever you want he would be so pumped to be on adventures i think that's where like us being so young we didn't know how to navigate through yeah and you kind of just do whatever everybody tells you to do yeah and and looking back i mean i definitely think it we we rushed in some ways getting rid of some things Mm -hmm. and we, we held on to what we wanted but you know 
you remember, oh, he, he liked this or he liked that. And mm. Oh, it's gone. Or, you know, we yeah. gave it to someone else or whatever. But yeah, you just, at that point in time, you don't really know how to maneuver through mm-hmm. just yeah. the footsteps. Yeah. Well, and I think also like at that time, I definitely felt like other people needed things too. Mm-hmm. Like at, at their point mm-hmm. in their life, like he was a really impactful human mm-hmm. and just like, I feel, I feel really strongly that there were a lot of people really impacted by his death. Mm-hmm. And so, especially his close friends. So like some of the mm. things that we had given to them of my dad's, I'm, I don't regret that at all. <coughs> yeah. Like they almost needed them more than yeah. you did. Than yeah. I did at 18. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, like, it's amazing to know how much dad impacted people's mm-hmm. lives because Dad worked away. So, like, he had his home life and he had his work life. There wasn't really a lot of crossover. So, it was kind of nice at the funeral to see, like, how many people yeah, came like, and I how much he... I worked with your dad for 20 years. And yeah. Like, I don't even know your first name. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> being like, here. Hey, yeah. I was your dad's boss that sent him on the job. And I was like, yeah. you are really young. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's interesting is the people that come out mm-hmm. for the support but also after like tell you stories and you're like that's what I love most yeah. about working in this community because I work with the generation who knew him yeah so oh, that would be- I I hear stories almost on a daily basis that knew my dad and that's and awesome. something that I didn't know or you know to mm-hmm. tell those stories and and mm-hmm. even to this day 14 years later they still you know they even get teary-eyed knowing yeah. that I'm so-and-so's daughter and and, you know just it's still to this day impacts a lot of people well and I think that's so important too. like keep telling the stories Mm -hmm. I think often too when you're around someone who's had that loss you you don't know what to say like you said you don't have the words but you got to keep the keep the good Mm -hmm. stories Mm -hmm. flowing and like keep the memory alive and Mm -hmm. and it's okay to talk about them Mm -hmm. totally like like, yeah we have a we have kids and Mm -hmm. we talk about grandpa all the time Mm -hmm. and my kids know that he's he's not with us but we talk about him yeah and yeah he's just part of conversation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i can't wait to take the kids on flower patrol one day (laughs) Okay. What is flower patrol? <laughs> I'm intrigued. How much to tell you about flower patrol? It's a passion. Yeah, it's a mission in life. My when we put up my dad's headstone, it's next to his his dad and and one of his mm. nephews has passed and and so it's all together. And other family members of my dad's likes to put fake flowers on headstones and really just massacre the shit out of it. (laughs) And he always said he hated it. Like it was, it just turned that headstone into such an ugly thing with all those fake flowers, right? And so when he passed, they started putting fake flowers on his headstone. Mm -hmm. And so when, when the headstone was first up there and it was still quite fresh, like Gladys and I would go on a, on a weekly or, you know, bi-monthly adventure to the cemetery to make sure there was no fake flowers. <laughs> flower patrol. Flower patrol. Stealing, no. stealing the flower. I like that. That's These don't crazy. fit the mold. <laughs> they don't belong here. Yeah. And I can just, like, picture Dad wherever he is just being like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Proud of you. Yeah. Okay, so... To segue into part two of this podcast. Oh, oh actually, um, we have a perfect segue. Oh, go ahead. We have a perfect segue of how to part, how to move into part two of the podcast. Um, okay, so on the night that our dad passed away, um, Sylvia's now husband actually 
contacted Sylvia to ask her what was going on at at our home. And uh, when Sylvia was at work with Gladys, they worked at the same same location. <laughs> and uh, and Sylvia said, "I don't know. What do you mean?" And uh, and he hung up the phone. Specifically, he said, "Oh shit!" And then hung up the phone. Oh no! So yeah, it wasn't till then I talked to my mom and found out what. So how did all of that progress? So you found out, do all the arrangements? Was he involved? Like. Came to the funeral, probably. Yeah, he definitely came to the funeral, and he was yeah. definitely there to support. Like, at the time that, um, like, my husband and I met in grade 10, and my dad didn't pass until grade 12. Okay. So from grade 10 to grade 12, like, we were best friends, super close. And he had his flock of chickens, as we would call it, his <laughs> ladies, <laughs> who were all friends. He drove around the country. And he drove like, around Ooh. to do his chicken checks. <laughs> Make sure the, the hands were all in for the night. <laughs> So on that particular night, he was doing his chicken check and then Mm. realized shit was going south. And he does not deal with stress well, so hence the hang up. So once he, once dad died and like the people come over to your house and bring all those casseroles Mm. and everything, he, he would come and he would visit, but he definitely kept his distance a little bit back, because um, what do you say, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a man, a a boy, yeah. at 17, how do you deal with that yourself? Yeah. Um, he came to the funeral. I definitely pushed him away during that grieving process. Like, mm. he, I, I definitely put blame on him and guilt on him for why did you have to call me? Like, why did you have to call mm. me? And it wasn't until, like, we actually stopped talking for about two years. And it wasn't until I came back from college one year and my first year, and then we started talking. The sparks flew. That's <laughs> <laughs> just history. I'll just say I'm just gonna interject really quick here. But um, their grade, like grade ten English teacher, told me personally that he knew in English class that um, Sylvia and her now husband were gonna get married. So the the writing was on the wall. It was inevitable. Uh, <laughs> yes. It was. It was yes. definitely writing on the wall. And I do firmly believe that if if our dad was still here, we wouldn't be together. Really? Just the way I would have moved farther away and, and mm. not kept as close a ties to my friends at that time. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think everything happens for a reason and, mm-hmm. and this is just how it was supposed to happen. And mm-hmm. um, So, okay, so you basically... You got married because of your dad dying, so that's, I mean, that's good, I guess. Um, Gammy, have you ever, uh, like, gotten a date? Had a, yeah, no, or had a few drinks and met someone and then just blurted out some news at a certain friend's party? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the first time I talked to someone, like, that didn't really know... My flirting game was strong at this point, and I just blurted out, yeah, my dad died. <laughs> I just was like, I'm talking to you. I'm about to cry. I'm going to walk away now. Weird that he avoided me the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Gladys had an incredibly similar experience. I didn't quite like it blurted out on like a, at first meeting, yeah. but had been hanging out with this guy, and then I was. it was just like, 
kind of came up in conversation and then it was just like yeah but my dad died and and then um uh and then like dead silence for the rest of the drive home and was like okay cool that's uncomfortable so so, okay thanks yeah we're not gonna see each other again (laughs) yeah i'm good with this well it is awkward because you don't want to like wait too long to tell someone yeah but well (laughs) <laughs> I don't know about you, but, um, like, it's a weird thing to just bring up. I, it's just an awkward, like, thing. Like, do you yeah. say mom and dad's house? So then they're like, oh, I'd love to meet your mom oh, and yeah. dad. And you're <laughs> like, two parents? What? Actually, just joking. Dad's mm-hmm. dead. <laughs> or you just don't say anything and drive to the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> to the non-flowered oh headstone. So and that. just be like, hey, here he is. <laughs> This pill bottle. <laughs> Here he is. He's got googly eyes. Hi. Oh How um the captain? So your relationship, recent relationship, started after yes. your dad passed. So how did it end up coming out? I can't even remember. Like I remember talking about it a lot. I feel like it was actually because I bought a motorhome. And it's, like, ancient, and I think it was, like, oh, my dad would have loved this, and then it was, like, wait, would have, and then it was, like, awkward, and I think that I... And also, I get, like, 55% of setting them up, because he's from, like, a town over from where I grew up, and my mom worked in this town, like, I feel... Like I think he, he knew already. Actually, he knew that, you that say like that. my dad had passed away, yeah. and I. So and I you think just hung out with people. Yeah, yeah. 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 She only yeah. hangs out with people in the club. Yeah. So and so I think <laughs> that she, you're right. We have jackets. Yeah, and so <laughs> like a friend requirement. <laughs> and actually, like my best friend from Bentley, her dad has also passed away. Mm. So it was like I think we just freely talked yes. about it because it was fresh in my life and I knew I I could talk about it in that friend group so I don't know if but he never like brought it up or asked it just sort of came up naturally naturally. and then Mm -hmm. like yeah because it was so sudden he was like so hesitant it was so cute actually he was like so like do you want me to ask you how he died or is that like not something you want to talk about Mm -hmm. and I was just like Oh, he killed himself. Like, it sucked. And I was like, oh, that was really, really not classy. But he stuck around. I mean, it well, is how what did, it is. Like, how do you, like, I, yeah, for 14 years, I don't know how better to say that phrase. Yeah. Like, he committed suicide. Committed suicide just It just doesn't, me like, yeah, just, gross like, bad vibes. vibes. I hate it. Ooh, yeah. Like, where do you, like, it's hard. Like, where yeah. do you go with that? It's like, yeah. uh, I just would prefer to hang out with people who just already know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or my mom always goes with the, like, oh, he lost his battle to his demon. And I'm just like, mother, like, no, I'm not saying that to people. Like, you weirdo. <laughs> I, do think, no. I do think on the flip side, though, like, because me and my husband knew like together like he had his very own experience with my dad's mm-hmm. passing and I had right. my very own experience and so when we started dating we never had that talk mm. because he knew I like we just knew right there was that common yeah. ground yeah but fast forward it's like okay now too much time has passed how do we bring up the past and actually talk about 
what we were feeling back then, both going through it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's hard. It is hard. You just got to do it though. Like, honestly, it's one of those undelicate, like, rip the bandaid. Just do it. Well, and I think I found common ground with my guy too, because he lost his sister so right away there's just it's this unspoken yeah. connection yeah. well like or with you like if we're having mm-hmm. a bad day you just sort of know and you don't need to say anything yeah like you can just sit on the couch and just like feel shitty Unless and that's it's okay the day of the fucking anniversary you say you yes. Say something. Yes. You say I love you. Yes. And and, and maybe and some maybe bought real tea. flowers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And so that's the thing. Like my husband knew actually because we got introduced, but his dad knew my dad. But I never knew him my entire life really growing up, right? And so then he did know, so we never had to have the conversation. But I think it's really hard for him to navigate that, um, Mm -hmm. those emotions, and especially like on on the anniversary of his death, like how to act. Like, do I say anything? Well, and especially if it's different every year too. Yeah. They kind of come down and they're like creeping down (laughs) and they're like, okay, what what type of monster am I getting today? But maybe that's just normal on average. Yeah. Daily basis. Yeah. Here's your coffee. Yeah. (laughs) They're like whispering. Totally. Like I pissed my wife off today. Yeah. I just woke up. (laughs) I breathe too heavy. (laughs) That's one thing like, I held back from dating a bit this last year because I don't know how to bring it up. Mm-hmm. And I am a blurter of my words, so when is the right time to blurt it? And then I get in my head of when I should blurt it, and then I'm and not paying attention. So I'm just yeah. like, well, cool. it's also hard too because it's like you do kind of automatically think of future things too. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, he's not going to be there for that. Or like, or you think, oh, my dad would really like this guy. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, I don't want to be with you because you remind me of the fact that you're never going to meet him. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. shitty. <laughs> like, it yeah. really is. But in turn, then, yeah. both Gladys and Sylvia married their father. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have so much to look forward to. This is true. Interesting. <laughs> Elements of him. Elements. Yes. Yes. Uh, a more slender version. <laughs> more hair <laughs> especially yes. sylvia's hair yeah. oh that oh that's good well thank you very much gammy for having me mm-hmm. yes thank Do you, you guys have any other words of wisdom to... i just like that we're ending on that rock <laughs> <laughs> thank you sylvia gladys and captain for coming on and sharing your wisdom This week, instead of a dad joke, I thought I would do a dad saying. Whenever I told a joke and thought it was hilarious and my dad didn't, he'd always say, you're about as funny as a fart in an aqualung. On the subjects of farts, if you fart, you also can say, hornworks, check the lights. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Please Excuse the Gammy. Bye for now.